Hello everybody, today is the day I will be sharing with you fish stories, okay? So I'm going to be sharing with you two fish stories that I was told when I was young. So this story was told to me by my uncle Victor Danford. He was a uh, fisherman by trade. He, he lived and built he lived in Cerro along the coastline, just right beside mangroves, and he built himself a small house uh, for just enough for him and his three children. He had um, he and his wife and Timirani had a very beautiful home that was uh, was just right over the mangroves, and they had beautiful spring water that was like ice water. So every holidays when. When we had moved away from Seroa and came back to, uh, when we came to Nandi, every chance we got, we went uh, for the holidays. So we would um, would have the time of our lives there because we were right by the, beside the sea. We could fish, go fetch food from the sea, um, and after we're doing all our chores, we were allowed to go and see Uncle Victor. And Uncle Victor was the person who looked after us, who provided us provided us food short stories long stories and scary stories so he was a fish story maker okay so fish stories are what they used to term as stories that perhaps may not be true but almost sound so real um it was derived from uh <clears throat> tales that fishermen used to come back uh, from the seas with um, considering concerning them the size of the fish they could have caught and were about to catch and they never did and so you know this this term about exaggerating or telling a tall tale is what they call fish story okay or sportsman story so yep so uncle victor told us two stories that i wanted to share on here so he said Porsche one morning I uh, took a walk along the jetty and uh, I decided to go and set the net. I tied one end of the net um, at the opening of the passage to home and what I mean is this is a little clearing which is a passageway that you get from the edge of the mangrove that's that's connecting the open sea as well and, it's, and they, what they do is they cut on a little bit of the little like a the long line of mangroves to make a clearing for the boats or what we call the punts to go through these were wooden fiber boats wooden sorry wooden boat and now they're replaced by the fiber boats so <clears throat> my uncle said he was setting out his his net and when he was on his way back, he noticed out of the corner of his eye there were mangroves in the middle of this bay that he lived in. And usually there's no mangroves there, of course. It was just like, you know, just a wide, clear, open bay. And all of a sudden there were mangroves in the middle of this bay. And it's impossible because it's really deep. So he goes, I saw the mangroves. And I said to myself, Sir, this can't be. 
How did these mangroves go come to be there or grow there overnight? So just as he was thinking, he saw the whole mangroves move. And he, his boat, which he was uh, on, started moving because the movement of these mangroves actually caused a ripple effect in the waves. So he said, so it caused a ripple effect in the waves. And the boat was moving, I was getting scared, I wanted to call out to your aunt, Auntie Mirani, and she was, I knew she couldn't hear me because of the wind, you know, the wind was coming in from the open sea, so it kind of like muffled my, muffled my voice, so I knew it was no use, so he said that the mangroves kept turning around, and all at once, he noticed what it was. It was a big crab, ladies and gentlemen. It had mangroves grown in its back. That was what was in the middle of the bay. A crab with mangroves had grown in its back. A giant crab. So that's what he told us. And we all were sitting on the edge of our seat. We were like, that cannot be, Uncle Victor. No, you can sell milk to a dairy farmer the way he talked and we all were laughing when he just you know, kept a straight face he's like I'm telling the truth I'm telling the truth I'll never lie and we were like nah can't be can't be he said I'm telling the truth and the second one is a story about when he went out diving so in Fiji the boys go out diving in the night time right they go with a torch a dive torch and then they go they prefer going in the night because you can actually catch the fish so easily because they're sleeping so you know fish they do sleep so <clears throat> he and my cousin went out diving so father and son went out diving and then he said he saw a huge cave and this is an in area that he's been diving around for the past 25 to 30 years so he would know every aspect of the bay you know so he said he came across a new cave and and he said and he saw the cave he looked at my cousin and because they can't talk, he just signaled to him to go ahead. Go ahead. And my cousin said, okay, sure. So he went ahead. And my uncle said, I'll, I'll swim through this uh, cave. So he said, what was very strange about this cave was it was moving, you know. And so he said, so I just decided to swim through. So I was swimming through, swimming through. It was dark as hell. It was really dark. So they kept swimming, swimming, swimming. So then there were lots of debris and dirt all around him. He was like, he didn't know what, what it was. He started to panic and then he kept on swimming. Then all at once, he saw like a dot of light from far away, like going on and off. And he knew this was the way out. So he kept on swimming, he kept on swimming until he, he noticed that this flash of light was like, lines of light and he kind of knew that this was from his son Seru so he kept on swimming kept on swimming and all at once 
as he was approaching the, the hole, the exit to him, he saw his son frantically waving at him and because I'm sure Seru could see him from the outside. And then he goes, he said, when I looked out, your cousin was waving his arms around like in a panic, just in a state of panic. And, I, and, and he said, so I just, you know, I was so happy to finally come outside of this cave. And he said when he, when he swam out, and he looked at Sarah and Sarah was flapping his arms, screaming underwater, bubbles escaping his uh, mouth. He said, when he, he said, so I decided to turn around and see why he was screaming. When I turned around, guess what it was? And we all screamed, what? So it wasn't even a cave. I swam through the fish's asshole and I came out through the people. It was a big cow cow. So, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with a famous fish story of a fish storyteller, the legend himself, Victor Danford. But thank you so much. I hope it really, really made your day. I retold the story. The other one was too extra extraterrestrial for me so this is the story that i'm going to leave with you hope you enjoy it